1: Is so bad it's good with Ryan Bailey, the podcast where we cover all the pop culture we love to hate, from the classic reality TV moments of the past and present to the latest Daily Mail headlines and everything in between. We'll dive into all the infamous and notorious messes you can't stop watching. I'm looking at you, Jax Taylor. I'm your host, Ryan Bailey. Would you make this up for it? my mom and you,
0: Joe? I thought it was everyone, just us. Well, yeah. Okay. <laughs>
1: Waking up in the morning. Fit the investment.
0: What? Why are you crying? You're
1: such a role.
0: Wait,
1: why are you crying? I don't cry. My <laughs> darling, you're so emotional.
0: I don't cry. You know. We want, We want to hear it. Don't cry, okay? I
1: just want to make sure my dad's not here because I don't get upset. Alright, go. Waking up in the morning, thinking about so many things. I just wish things would get better. I'm trying to get rid of them, but nothing seems to stay the same. Woke up in the morning. I'm still in my hammock, getting my clothes on, walking into school, thinking of what is going to happen next, oh, whoa, things are just caught up in my mind, just cannot get rid of them, I am worrying and worrying, I just cannot get rid of this, I cannot take chances, it is just too much, waking up in the morning, going into school, worrying and worrying, it is just too much, yeah, yeah, yeah
0: gave birth on the show. I went to prison on the show. I got divorced on the
1: show. I got married on the show. I buried my parents on the show. This is what I've done. And her story is,
0: I didn't return a text message. That's her storyline.
1: Welcome to So Bad It's Good with Ryan Bailey. This is your buddy Ryan. And just from those open, we didn't do a mashup today. We did waking up in the morning because that signals It's Real Housewives of New Jersey season folks. We had the first episode of the new season airing on Tuesday night. What did you guys think? Um listen, isn't it wild? I I put that at the beginning not because I'm cruel, uh just because I mean that's a very important piece of Jersey history with uh Gia singing one of the most incredible Uh, ballads of all... I mean, I put that up with the Celine Dion song from Titanic, but um, I mean, just really gripping, and you realize how long... think about how long ago that was. We're still in the exact, maybe worse, spot that we were back then on this season. In fact, we open up this season of Jersey with (laughs) Teresa, Melissa, and Joey in the same place. Now, that second clip is from Teresa's podcast, Namaste, Bitches, that I think was released uh, today, Wednesday. And she said that statement. And it's really, it, it's weird because there doesn't seem to be a lot of forward momentum in one of the key relationships of Jersey. Now, I think the show was still insanely entertaining to watch. I can't wait to hear what you guys think. And I have a great guest today, an amazing guest with an amazing podcast, her name is Noor from the Reality Is podcast, and uh, we just had the best time. I mean, I think we—I did. Hopefully, she did. Who knows? Now I'm insecure. <laughs> no, but she's amazing, and she's been doing this podcast for the last couple of years. I mean, she does four podcasts a week. I just thought it was so great to talk to somebody that I have not never talked to, and I just had the best time. And this is—listen, this is—these are my favorite types of podcasts where I just get to meet somebody new, and and. We both get excited about these shows that we love. We even talk about what we hate about these shows. But anyways, this goes deep into recapping this first episode, talking about the major themes. And then, of course, we dance around all of Bravo, Potomac, Salt Lake, Beverly Hills. I think this was just the best conversation. And at the very end, we even talk a little Batman. (laughs) We do. And we talk about a little Vanderpump Rules, which, by the way, folks, tonight, uh, I'm I'm doing this uh, Wednesday night, and Vanderpump Rules premiered season 10. What did you guys think? Wasn't it good? I think it was a lot better than people expected it to be. Or I mean, listen, I cannot wait to recap this with you guys. I mean, Peter, I mean, the DJ James Kennedy. Oh my goodness. I mean, and then the Katie Schwartz thing. Did you guys watch watch what happens live afterwards tonight? Schwartz, man. Ah, uh, woof. We're going to talk all about Vanderpump rules. Listen, Tonight, Thursday night, 6 p.m. Pacific Standard Time, 9 p.m. Eastern Standard Time. We are doing a digital worldwide event for Moment, um, and... Uh You go to moment.co forward slash S-B-I-G. So bad, it's good. S-B-I-G. Get your tickets for a digital event, Vanderpump Rules Season 10 Premiere Party, where me and at the talk of shame, Kiki Monique, are going to be going over all of your favorite moments from the premiere episode. Plus, we have Tom Sandoval, the man with the mustache, and Ariana Maddox, the queen of all things. And then we also have a special guest, that will be joining us as a little bit of a surprise. There's also an after party afterwards where I think my parents are going to come up, Bill and Becky Bailey, and we'll have some uh, fun things going on there too. So come join us. And remember, if you can't join live, all good. You have two weeks to watch it once you purchase it. The tickets are really low price. And um, I'm just really excited to do it. I, I Me and Meditza were uh, sound checking and teching, and it got me really excited because I've been nervous all day about it. And now I'm like, oh, this is... I mean, this is just the fun stuff we talk about. And also there's a chat, so you guys can chat in the chat while the show is going on, ask questions, all that thing. I think this is going to be a lot of fun, so come join the So Bad It's Good family, uh, where you always belong, folks. So let's get right into our guest right now. Let's just jump to it, and then Friday I will be back with a new episode, which will be wild. And you guys don't even know the guests that I'm interviewing in the next five days. I mean, it's really, really a good slate of uh, of Bravo uh, I don't, you, you, you're going to dig it. Anyways, tell your friend to subscribe, tell your friend to listen, all that stuff. Thank you guys so much for being here. And here is our guest from The Reality Is. Welcome back to an all-new episode of So Bad It's Good. Today, I'm so excited, actually, because I my favorite episodes are the ones where I get to talk to other podcasters. Now, you guys know that I don't listen to other Bravo podcasts because I'm really, really scared of stealing people's ideas or just their thought. I mean, I, I used to really, really love to like listen to everything, but I got to listen to our next guest pod today. And it, it, this is why I just love uh, podcasters that are great. It just, it's like, you're having a conversation with your friends. It's just that you're choosing to be quiet on that day. And sometimes it's really refreshing to be the quiet one instead of the yappy loudmouth I am. Um, but listen, I have known of this podcast and her for a long time. And I'm so glad that she is finally coming on. And, uh, I just can't say enough about what I listened to earlier. They were talking about Potomac and I was like, oh, this is so great. Cause I don't, You guys know I talk about ideas with Potomac, but I don't go through the whole episode, and it was so nice to hear somebody go through Potomac, and I was laughing. I was like, they were making great points, Um, and they do four episodes a week, or she – I mean, we'll go into the release schedule in a sec, but let's just get into this because we're talking about the premiere of Real Housewives of New Jersey, even though – it could have been even the last five seasons. It seemed very similar already, just off the bat. But we'll get into that, plus a couple of other Bravo things as well. Uh, Noor from The Reality Is Podcast, welcome to the show.
0: Hi, Ryan. Thank you for having me. Uh,
1: so you guys, so what is the release schedule? Because you, uh, I noticed Artie, uh, is that, uh, if I'm saying yes. that correctly, yes. she was on the episode I listened to, and then I was going over your uh, podcast, and it seems like she's in there a lot.
0: Yeah, so Artie used to be a part of the podcast, and then she, uh, I think at some point, remembered that she has a whole PhD and a profession, <laughs> and so she was like, I can't
1: You guys realize we're talking about idiots, right? We're fully talking about idiots on a daily basis.
0: <laughs> she literally had an epiphany once when we were covering Salt Lake City, we're laughing about some bullshit. And she was like laughing in the middle. She goes, I have a PhD. It just (laughs) occurred to me. So (laughs) Artie used to be my, my co-host. Um, but she had to take a step back. So it's just me now. And I do four episodes a week. I do two episodes on, um, on my, usually my Saturday episode and my, uh, is it Tuesday? Tuesday episodes are housewives. Uh, Primarily and then Bravo you pop culture too.
1: Right. I saw. A pop- and then it, yes.
0: And then I yeah. do a Monday episode with my brother to talk about pop culture and sports and just politics and like everything that's going on in the world. Um, and then I do a once a week uh, with my brother on Thursdays to talk about non- um non-reality tv shows so scripted television movies that we like we like we talked about everything everywhere all at once we talked about white lotus when it was on uh we talked about house of the dragon when it was on like succession's about to start soon so we talk about that so yeah for- Do you watch
1: yellow jackets did you watch yellow jackets no i don't season?
0: but i should oh my huh? goodness
1: i am really curious and also just i know this is off topic but you said everything everywhere all at once what was your takeaway from that movie what, um, you I sobbed like, okay. like a baby. I sobbed like a baby. Me too. And I thought it was so beautiful. And then I'm like, it's so funny how we, and you can use Housewives for this and then kind of extrapolate is that, you know, we argue about everything now. We were talking about this before we even got on uh, the pod. And I was like, everything everywhere, everywhere all at once, if you, you know, it might... <sighs> I was like, I couldn't introduce it to my parents. Like they might be confused just even in the style that it was shot in. But at the same time, how could you argue that this was such a beautiful message? Even the shot of the two rocks was was so powerful. And then I I was online, like somebody tweeting, going like, well, this is a shit movie. And I'm like, how could you possibly write something off that is so, I, I don't know. I just thought it moved me so, so much. And I just think it's funny that we can't even agree on what's good anymore all at once.
0: Yeah. I think that there's also this like phenomenon now of like, as soon as somebody says that something is really good, somebody on the internet has to be like, well, I thought it was just fine. And you're like, okay, (laughs) great. It's your opinion, (laughs) I guess. But they are like, there is this thing of like, always disagreeing with the hype. And sometimes it's like, that's fine. But there's like this like passionate disagreeing of the hype, right? Like Like, people hate Beyonce, and I don't understand why, but a lot of times the argument is like, (laughs) oh, well, she's, like, overhyped. I'm like, well, you're an idiot if you think that, but, like, you can just not really be a Beyonce girl and move on with your life. So, like, yeah, I saw that lady's tweet talking about how, Everything I yes. remember all at once was like overhyped. And I was like, just say you hate Asian people. Okay, just say it. Like, you want
1: <laughs> know. To well, forget. then people had dug into her tweets where she was complimenting Louis C.K.'s uh, oh, latest yeah. movie. Because oh, by the totally. way, Louis C.K. directed a movie <laughs> called Fourth of July that came out last year that went really under the, you know, he just marketed it to his fan base, which is a very huge fan base still, you guys. And yes. Louis C.K. wildly pops up on all of these podcasts, comedy podcasts. So he's not gone anywhere. We're not no. talking about cancellation today because it doesn't truly, exist but i do get i do get well the beyonce thing is funny too because i'm such a lover of beyonce i'm not loving trying to get tickets for this uh, (laughs) renaissance but i once (laughs) this is like so petty i was dating this girl a couple of years ago and we were talking on the phone and we got into a fight about who's a better performer rihanna or beyonce and i said i love rihanna but there's not even a Mm -mm. contest in terms of performance. Mm -hmm. I said, I've seen Beyonce. I mean, I will, I've seen Beyonce by myself. I've taken myself to Beyonce (laughs) just to admire how I am just, I'm just blown away. It was like the same feeling I got when I used to watch Prince live in concert, Mm -hmm. but Rihanna's amazing. And like, listen, I mean, you can't argue with any of Rihanna's accomplishments, but I just thought, this is an inane argument. You're just, you're yeah. just saying no because you just don't like her. You you have yeah. not even seen her live. You've just seen performances. I don't know, that kind of stuff. But I was petty and like it really did ruin our relationship. Like I was okay. like, I couldn't. <laughs> I couldn't I come also, back. No, I, yeah, I was like, do that. I support we're that. We're not on the same page. <laughs> I'm so. glad what person's
0: out of your life, Ryan. That was a good decision.
1: And by, and by the way, you guys, I have a theater degree, so I can do this for the rest of my <laughs> life. I don't have a PhD, nor do I plan to get one. So you're in good hands. Uh, you actually do have a very real life. You live in New Jersey. Is that correct?
0: Oh, yeah. I live in New Jersey, and I live in like real houses of New Jersey, New Jersey. Like I live, I, I like these restaurants that they go to, like Rails, <laughs> they've shot <laughs> at Rails multiple times. Rails. And R- Ryan Rails, went... sl- <laughs> Rails. Ryan. Okay, first of all, it's called Rails because, <laughs> because it is literally a restaurant right next to the railway station. Okay, right next to train tracks.
1: Ah, it's clever.
0: It's like walking distance from Teresa's old house. And it's some of the best fucking food I've ever had in my life. It is my, it's where I go every year for my birthday. My birthday's at the end of August. My girlfriends are always like, where do you want to go for your birthday? And I'm like, guys, why are we going to have this conversation? We're going to rails. I'm going to eat steak. It's going to be amazing. So like, I live in Jersey and I live in North Jersey and I live in like, the area have where you
1: roller races. skated at the area they were roller skating no in because last that was episode?
0: staten island ryan oh, i'm staten not going I- to staten island to a fucking roller rink okay which
1: by the way danielle one of the new cast members of jersey <laughs> let, lets us know that she has both she has a she's a staten island girly and she's a jersey girl and do you agree with danielle saying that the staten island girls are like yo don't mess with us and the jersey are a little more fabulous
0: yeah i would say definitely like there's there is um, you know, it's funny. It's like people that live in New York City look down at people that live in New Jersey, but people that live in New York City and live in New Jersey collectively look down on Staten Island. And as a result, the Staten Island people have had to have like very thick skin. It's like if everybody's going to say the armpit of America is New Jersey, then Staten Island is like the butthole. Like it's
1: like a fist on your <laughs> armpit. Like, I don't know what. Isn't Lindsay he Lohan is- a Staten Island girl?
0: No, she's a Long Island girl, which is oh, like, Long Island. So now we even throw Long Island. I thought it would. Oh, my God. <laughs> no, no, I will say that, as, like, I think Staten Island people are definitely like a little bit more like rough. Like Jersey is a lot of people like Jersey does have your Dolores from Patterson energy, but like it is called the Garden State because it is actually a lovely state. And like, you know, like it is it can get a little bit bougier here and like more fun. Um, but Staten Island for sure is like a little gruff. I love Danielle, by the way. I, I
1: really. Love I, I was going to say that to you. I mean, we got introduced to like three new women, possibly so, four. It so kind of all blended. There was, so, I mean, they really threw everything at the plate, including taking a step back for Jack, uh, um, for, uh, Jackie, um, Jackie. Uh, Jackie. Yeah. Uh, Jack, <laughs> w- w- you know, taking a step back. She's a friend of, I believe. Yeah. And, uh it was it was hard to I want these episodes to just have name tags the entire yes. time, like a digital name tag. <laughs> don't think you're don't think you're insulting my intelligence on that, Bravo. Like I want to know these people and their names, but like it's hard. So I was like Oh, I think that's a different dark haired girl than the other dark haired girl, Nicole. (laughs) I think I know that because the boobs are a little more pushed up in the dress and the other ones making fun of like, so I was like differentiating by really weird body characteristics, (laughs) which I hate for myself, but Danielle, not only was she really popped, I think, but the kids popped for me. That little girl is a, I keep saying that the audience, that little girl's a star flipping off her family in the first episode.
0: I know. Queen Olivia Aiden has a little bit of competition because Olivia Aiden is my queen. She's like Jennifer's youngest daughter, who is amazing. She's like always stealing the scenes in their house. But this one, she's giving Olivia competition. You know, I also like about Danielle is, I don't know if you know this, Ryan, she was on True Life. I am from Staten Island.
1: (laughs) Stop. Wait, wait. Let me just say, please don't say this has anything to do with the but by the way, rest in peace to this gentleman. He's like, I'll fucking gut you. You get this limo here, I'll gut you. No, that was, I, I'm getting married. <laughs> oh, that wasn't even the, ep- true I life, really. I will gut the you like The fact that a we fish. can't have, yeah, I'll gut you like a fish. That guy <laughs> passed away two years ago, rest in peace. I know, rest in peace. We can't <laughs> find those true life, ep- like there's only certain true <laughs> life episodes that you can find online. But True Life was a genuinely good documentary series and okay. really weird, weird. Um <laughs> uh, wait, what she was she was on which True Life? She was on True Life. I'm from Staten Island. <laughs> and what was her story? And like? was she with was she with her king at this point? I don't
0: know. I don't know.
1: But it just cracked me up because I was like, I can't believe that we lived at a
0: time where we were like, let's see what's on MTV. And they were like, how about this
1: episode about people from Staten Island? Uh, they, no, they would get weird. Cause true life would be like, they would be like normal ones. And then when they, I remember the one, like I'm a shopping addict and this girl was yeah. like overrunning her, her parents' yeah. credit cards, there was some dark but ones. then there was one, like, do you remember the, oh, well, no, okay. Now I'm mixing up ones. I'm like, do you remember the girl that went to her like sorority house and she ate all of their groceries in one week? And I'm thinking no. that's actually intervention, maybe? I don't, yeah, I don't like think and that. she and she would throw up and she would put it throw up in Ziploc bags and hide them under her bed. Oh, I'm oh. yes, now I'm now I'm intervention where <laughs> the one that huffed paint cleaner and stuff like that. Anyways, we're that's all a over different the different television map. show altogether. I didn't know that about the true life in Danielle, but why do you think a lot of these people that we get on these shows now already have a long history and reality some form of reality of wanting to be on TV there? Even Jennifer Aiden, we know she like tried to get on this show for years before actually getting on the show.
0: Well, I think it's such a good conversation to have because I think that is actually the core of the fight between Melissa and Teresa, right? Is like Melissa and Joe Gorga want the world to believe that Bravo was like chasing them down and like begging them to be on the television show. And Teresa was like, no, you guys wanted to be on this show. And it's okay to admit that. It's okay to admit that you want to be reality TV stars. It's okay. But like Teresa and Joe want to say that like we're above it and we don't care about any of this TV stuff while also every single season coming up with some bullshit to like try to make themselves relevant and continue to be on this TV show. So I think that like Danielle, whether it's Danielle or Jennifer or March, like all these people had a shtick and wanted to be on the show. I will say this, Dolores, I don't think she really had a choice like Dolores feels like she just like walked in and somebody like mic'd her up and she's like all right whatever well, I'll fucking but I'll that's fucking
1: see that's why Jennifer Aiden is I think not I mean I think it's like barking up the wrong tree or like fighting with the wrong person because at the end of the day. Dolores doesn't get, doesn't care. Like if Dolores yeah. doesn't like you, she's going to say she doesn't like you. She doesn't need to play games. So Jennifer Aiden to me, by the end of this episode came off so much weaker than even the beginning of the episode because she just lost it. She, un, like, she was unhinged and lost it and just like, you do dump me, you dump me. And like, Bill's even like, Oh my God, here we go again. <laughs> and Dolores is just like, yo, I don't, I uh, D- Dolores just, I like reality stars like that. The, I want reality stars that don't need to be there and don't even particularly want to be there. I feel like we're getting more truth from that than we are with all of these other sometimes reality stars. I mean, Potomac's a perfect example where I'm like now, even with this season, I feel like we've hit max. uh, Like everybody wants something from the show instead of them just participating in a show about their lives.
0: Yeah, I think so. I think like going back to Danielle, I think the reason why she's working, I I was surprised at how much I liked her is because Danielle did bring a level of like, I don't know how to explain it, but it is this early 2000s reality TV Jersey Shore energy that felt very natural to me. She felt like she fit the show really perfectly rather than I'm doing a shtick. It's like, no, the shtick is you. You are the well, shtick, yeah, and and, and by
1: the, and I think she knows that, but at the same time, that genuinely is her, maybe. Yes. and I I appreciate that. Also, I think there's like kind of it's not unfair, but some people are just. I don't want to say there's a light within, but some people are just entertaining when you put a camera on them. Mm -hmm. And I will sit around, you know, most days just being miserable. And here's somebody that's like, hey, what you doing? Hey, eat hummus, son. You know, come on. If you (laughs) eat a little hummus with broccoli, that'd be great. And like, there seems like she has some kind of joy of life that, or at least she, from what we've seen minimally, (laughs) that could change completely. And I'm sure she's excited to be on the show. She's also like one step above um, I think she's, om- I don't want to sound, she's like Teresa with more of a functioning brain. In a yes,
0: way. I don't think that's a crazy thing to say at all. I think that's totally I don't to, accurate. I'm, I'm not, I'm
1: not, I'm, I just think we have to, if we want to talk about Jersey, we also, whether you're a tree hugger or whether you're a gorget or whatever we're calling everybody <laughs> these days, you have cat. to, you can't, like, it's like Teresa, it, it's uh It's not Mary Cosby bad levels where it's like, but Teresa goes by Teresa. Like Teresa, Mm there is just synapses that don't connect with other brain things. So Teresa's reality is very different than most other people's reality. So it's always going to be hard to ever have an argument with her or even sometimes a conversation because her thought patterns don't work the way a lot of normal people's thought patterns do.
0: I genuinely think like with Teresa and bless her. But I think that because there is, I don't know, like, I think there's like a, there's like a miss, like a, an evaluation that she could have benefited from like elementary school, you know? Like, I feel like she could have like gotten a little help, like a little occupational therapy, maybe a little speech therapy as like this little child of immigrants um, growing up in Jersey that maybe she didn't get. They didn't, they probably didn't have good ESL classes in Jersey wherever she grew up. And so like, I feel like she could have benefited from that, like little bit of help at school. But I do think that there is something about Teresa. Be, there's one thing about Teresa being stubborn and a, and oftentimes a bully and really terrible. Right. But yeah. I think that there's something really horrible. If you recognize that the person that you're arguing with is like maybe not on the same intelligence level as you and then you continue to go after them. So, like, I'm not a tree hugger. But I don't fuck with Melissa Gorga.
1: So See that, and this is what I, I explain that a little bit. De- and I just want to say, I'm not like, I kind of can go, like, I can kind of go both ways. I mean, that sounds weird. Like, I yes. don't really, I appreciate what <laughs> Teresa has done for Housewives. And also, I think you know, what Teresa has gone through, maybe not even her personal feelings on the matter, but what she's physically and mentally gone through on this show is really, really incredible. And I don't think she's been aiming to go through all these things on the show. I think that just happened, but why the intense... Like, I also, like, Melissa gave us the on display, trying to be the J-Lo back in the day. (laughs) You know, I mean, listen, Jersey even came alive even more in that christening episode when we first met Joey and Melissa. Oh,
0: God, yeah.
1: But I will say there is, and this includes, Teresa, a tiring level, like I almost got with Lisa Rin on this last season, where I'm like, oh, okay, we're immediately right back in. Uh, Let me get You guys still don't like each other, your family, age-old thing. It's like seeing all your friends back from summer vacation back at school. So I'm naturally excited to see everybody. But explain to me why the Melissa hatred, because I go on Twitter and I'll just see people just kick her around like it's like a narc at a biker rally.
0: (laughs) So here's the thing. I'm glad you mentioned the christening, because I think if you go back and so I went on my podcast, I went back and I watched some of my favorite episodes with my brother and The christening was really important to both of us because Jersey is uh, he doesn't really watch reality TV, but he watched Jersey with me. And I remember being like in our early 20s and like watching Jersey when it was on. And it was like so exciting because it was like, we go to that bakery, like all that stuff. Right. Um, But the christening episode, Ryan, is, first of all, fucking electric. Like it is cinema. It is is so good.
1: It's better than The Godfather.
0: And I mean, that's yeah, I'll, almost. I mean, okay. there are
1: there are elements to it that are just as entertaining as certain scenes in the Godfather movie. From, And I'm only comparing it because of Italian traditions and things. Like yes.
0: That. I mean, I just binged The Sopranos for the first time. And I was like, <laughs> this is like just as good as any good Sopranos yeah. episode. But if you go back and watch The Christening, it all starts with Melissa and Joe coming at Teresa. Why? Because she was late to the church. At the christening, so she missed. Like something happened with the kids, and it's really funny. It's not funny now that we know that. Like Joe Judice was like, we know that Joe Judice is a shitty husband. We've always known that. But Teresa, the poor thing, is like really trying to get to her brother's son's christening on time, and Joe Judice is in the garage, like just kind of dicking around, doing nothing, and like (laughs) making her late. It just felt so bad for her because I'm like, she's got four fucking daughters. Her husband's like, you know, like just like moving things around in the garage, like making her like, like as a wife, as a mother, it just like frustrated me. My husband's a wonderful guy, but there are times when I'm like, you could be doing way more when I'm getting the kids ready, right? <laughs> so, like, By the way,
1: I don't think there, I don't think there is a relationship where a girl doesn't think the guy could be doing <laughs> way more. You know, like what I'm saying, like, I even know, like, I even think like, wow, I could be doing way more. Like this is, it's wild.
0: Yeah. So I just, you really tell that she, you can really tell she's trying, she's trying, she's trying, she's trying to get there. The whole day of the christening, Melissa is getting ready with her uh, sisters and they're just trashing Teresa the whole time. They're like, oh, is Teresa going to come? Is she going to show up? Like, is she, does she even care? Like, they're nonstop going at it. And then when Teresa comes and she says hi to Joe, that's when Joe says, get out of here. I don't, you know, talk to trash like you. You're garbage. And Teresa's like, what the fuck did I do? I just showed up at the christening, you know? So, like, I feel like that, if you go back and watch that episode, you genuinely feel for this woman. Like, and this is the episode where you find out that, like, Joe's lost all their fucking money. She's the one that is running the house because she sold a bunch of cookbooks. So, like, if you go back and think about those things, right, like, what have Joe and Teresa, I'm sorry, Joe and Melissa ever brought to this show besides. We're fighting with Teresa again.
1: Oh come on, Joey Gorga! He brought his hair loss struggles. He brought (laughs) his—I mean, he's a champion for a bald man that like looks good. You know, like he's—and by the way, can we just admit it? Like these aren't natural bodies, and I don't mean the women. I mean the men. I mean the men. Like I'm working. I'm lifting weights. I'm not getting any kind of definition. Like the like like literally, I'm like, please tell me. Like you live in Jersey? Is your husband like just stacked like that? Where it's like something going on in Jersey with the bread or the? They're all just ripped.
0: No, I mean, they're definitely at the gym a lot. My brother actually met like he ran into Joe Gorga once at the gym. He said the first thing he noticed about him was how gorgeous his eyes are. Um, (laughs) (laughs) He's like, they like pierce your eye, like they pierce your body. Like you like you're like, whoa, you're like taken aback by how gorgeous his face is. Um. I Would love you- that. I love
1: that they won't. I love that they're rich and all these people are wealthy enough to have home gyms. Yet they they live and die by going to the gym. <laughs> they can't work out at home.
0: So I think that the gym my brother used to go to was a gym that Frank owned with Dolores. Oh. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And by
1: the way, last night did you catch that? Uh, so we kind of meet Frank's girlfriend, who we find <laughs> out there's a big age difference, and also, and then Teresa lets it like he's like one of the new girls. I think it's Nicole used to bodybuild with yes. Frank's girlfriend at Frank's gym. And I'm like, yes. what? Frank's just like walking around the gym, getting dates. And there's like, yes. why? it was just kind of this little moment where I was like, I hope we get to expand on this a little bit. I mean, so one of
0: my friends went to like middle school with <laughs> Frank Katanya's girlfriend. <laughs>
1: <laughs> <laughs> oh no! Wait, please don't say it was in middle school they were dating. Was no, no, it? no, 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 no. Okay, I was like, oh my no, god, no, but, no, no. But
0: like, like she knows her. Like she, she's like, we went to school together. Um, so she said it totally makes sense. She's like, I don't know how to. I think she the what she said to me was something along the lines of, I don't know how to say this without dragging her, but it totally makes sense that she would date frank Frankatonia. <laughs>
1: Wow listen I'm I Frank's always been extre- Frank's been on the show a couple times always extremely nice always he reminds me of uh I don't know he he reminds me of my ex my ex uh, in-laws And, uh, cause they're from, uh, Poughkeepsie and it reminded me of very kind of like, Hey, you don't write, you know, he was like on his (laughs) break and he was like, had ranch dressing on his chin and it was very (laughs) informal and he was so nice. But I think there's like this natural charm, especially with Jersey men, maybe, you know, like, where's this like, Hey, how you doing? It's it's okay, man. What's going on, buddy? What's going on? And the women, I feel like work harder than the men in Jersey. Uh, they seem to be having like a whole nother. Uh, Anyway, sorry. Sorry to get off on that tangent. Um, Okay. So the christening, Melissa, you just don't think Melissa and Joe have brought as much nearly as what Teresa was dealing with. Uh, at I mean, all. so th- did
0: you hear the clip that's going around today uh, from Teresa's podcast where she said on the show no. I've I've it, had a it's baby namaste, on show.
1: Bitches, right? and, namaste bitches right Namaste bitches podcast yeah
0: which is like she's like listen to today's episode it's, it's crazy <laughs> I explain exactly
1: why we don't like each
0: other <laughs> but she said it was actually a savage quote she said I've I've given birth on this show I went to prison on the show I got divorced on this show. I've buried my parents on this show and I've gotten married on this show. What have Joe and Melissa ever brought to the show?
1: Which is true. I I, read, I, I read that quote. I, I, I agree with that in, in theory, but at the same time, a lot of those things, I don't think she chose to put on the show. Like I, this is why I have a problem with reality shows now more and more is because I don't think we can ever get a Teresa-like story ever again. I think these housewives insulate and protect themselves now way more than they ever have. And so even like the christening, I think Jersey was trying to be your run-of-the-mill show, and these people were living such real insane lives mm-hmm. that the cameras just happened to catch it. And I was yeah. thinking about this this thought today of more of like, These reality shows you're going to get so many dud seasons because there's only going to be so many times where a Tom Girardi gets arrested and we have to deal with the fallout of that. And then on top of it, you have to deal with the meta version of it is Erica Jane trying to bullshit us on top of what Tom Girardi did to all of these people. We're only going to get certain seasons like that a handful of times. I think in the next decade, because these ladies try to protect themselves from showing their reality. But like that christening, it was so insane that the cameras couldn't help but catch it. And then it kind of spun off into this really like we did see Teresa go to jail and come out of jail.
0: Yeah. I mean, I agree with you. I But I do think that there is something about people whose lives are more fragile than they think who want to be on TV. Listen, yeah, I love yeah, yeah, her yeah. houses of Miami. I love Dr. Nicole, but that husband of hers, excuse me, that man. I have questions I, about where his uh, income is coming you know, from.
1: <laughs> I know exactly what you're talking about. And <laughs> I might be talking to somebody from Miami, so I'm going to refrain. Uh, but I know what you're talking about exactly. And those are the kind of things where we watch these now. Having the benefit of the history of the housewives so now it's wild because we'll watch and be like well i hope that doesn't go the way of tom girardi and i hope that like we have this not we have this almost encyclopedic knowledge where we're comparing it to different casts different seasons and now i just kind of assume that i'm being lied to on these shows week to week i mean (laughs) robin is a perfect example and and watching her explanation with andy and listen i'm not trying to be unsympathetic to them as human beings But also there is that thing of you don't have to go on this show if you want to live your real life by yourself. Yeah.
0: Yeah, totally. I think that there is that. But I think that the the fame and the money is, you know, it's is it that good?
1: I mean, I feel like I mean, (laughs) I see I've talked to some of these people on Vanderpump Rules that like like just like they were trying to get them on over a season and they were like, We'll give you two, like it was like two thousand dollars. And they're like, for an episode? They're like, No, for the season. And they're like, What? Like, it's not. I mean, especially when you're beginning, you know, because they know yeah. you can get so many things from the the benefit of the show.
0: Yeah, I think I think so. I think that with Housewives, it's a little different because then you get to say you're all a real housewife, which is like a big deal now. You know what I mean? Um, I think that I think Bravo is doing this thing sometimes. though, when they're casting, when they're making these like long term investments in ca- certain couples, the Hochsteins in Miami, that is a long term investment that really paid off for Bravo because <laughs> nobody met lisa hoxstein and her husband lenny like was it season two or something when we were first introduced to them and said yeah that seems like a marriage that's gonna last like no one thought that you know what i mean and i feel like bravo was just like waiting for that shit to fall apart and it did i think that like in jersey the one thing i do love about jersey is that out of all of the different franchises in jersey these people actually do spend time with each other like jennifer yes. Aiden, is yes. really teresa's really good friend dolores and teresa almost really to a back, fault like,
1: jennifer aiden is teresa's good yes. friend like to a fault
0: yeah dolores and teresa have been friends for their entire fucking lives so you you do have that like these people know each other i like the fact that danielle danielle knows him because her stepmom mom was married to caroline manzo's yeah, brother you guys <laughs> there was
1: like dude you know i was like kind of a little out of it last night i wasn't feeling like i was just like kind of checked out and I had to rewind that a couple times just to like go through it in my mind of like, okay, she, I was like, okay, Manzo. And then this is how, it was like still kind of fuzzy for me. And I saw a picture of all of them together today, but yeah, you're right. It's like, when we can see that there's real relationships that only benefits the show. And I also think it's because of the area. And like, you would say, if you would say uh, uh, Salt Lake city, the backdrop is religion. I would say New Jersey's backdrop is family,
0: you know, is that, that and i think these backdrops are I very think, important brian it's pronounced family
1: you come after my family you come after <laughs> yeah. me um by the way uh also i mean beverly hills i guess they i mean i would think theirs is plastic you know yes. is this this kind of uh heightened image of themselves like a michael bay movie uh come to life just glossiness and really soulless in a lot of ways um yeah. but it is interesting if you kind of be, you know, take each franchise and say, what is the core behind all of this? Um, What's the core well, behind New York? Chaos? <laughs> I mean, I think New York, it...
0: It actually started, it, started off as business women.
1: It, we, you know what? I think if they were to continue the way New York was continuing, I think the backdrop would have been, and I don't mean this as a joke, would have been age.
0: Yeah. Would have been a yeah.
1: backdrop of getting older and being powerful women getting older you know uh losing relationships gaining relationships if they had kept that core what Rony legacy possibly is i think that's the theme and i don't mean that as a slam i mean that as a kind of a compliment of like that's such a valid point of part of any woman's life i would imagine even like me watching myself get older is horrifying and trying to figure (laughs) out like what the hell is happening i mean from a woman that's even got to like I mean, I talk to my mom about this all the time, you know, when you're told you're pretty so much in your life and then when you have to start, uh, your looks start changing in a certain way and that kind of race to keep up and do things to your face. I don't know. That to me is so fascinating to see that conversation. That's so real.
0: Yeah. yeah. Um, Did you see Ramona's, um, TV or movie? film debut? Yeah.
1: Yeah. You guys. Uh, Yolanda Fister, who's been on the show before found this independent film that came out I think in the last year or something I mean, like Ramona is like literally in Ramona's apartment like I know the apartment she's filming from like it's all her Instagram videos yes. and she's talking about like what's like if her daughter's a lesbian and it's not she's like are you a lesbian are you, yeah are you a lesbian? and and Ramona's on the movie poster it's like it's really wild, uh, but I'm glad she's getting work. I'm glad I would love to know Ramona's contract. I would love that's the reality show I want to see is like, how would <laughs> Ramona be on set? You know, like I want to like, what did she eat at the craft service table?
0: Now you want to talk about age. Okay. Yeah. This lady is almost 70 years old. She is chasing her dream. She is in a feature film never ever yes. think that you can age out of anything. There's nothing horrifying about aging because we can all
1: chase our dreams, yeah, but, okay? Oh yeah, I don't <laughs> think Ramona's dream ever was to be in a movie, maybe Avatar eventually, but I don't think she ever was gonna, <laughs> I don't think her goal was to be in it. I didn't even know, like, I wouldn't even have thought of like, let's go out to Ramona Singer. Like, I don't even know whose idea that was, um, but good for her. Like, I'm, I'm, I'm happy to see Ramona in small doses Uh, And like, she does look insanely amazing for her age, if that's a compliment, but also she's like, she's face tuning lightly. And like the (laughs) one shot I saw like two weeks ago, she made herself look younger than Avery in the photo. And I was (laughs) like, Avery looked like like a sister. Um, Okay. So Jersey last night, what did you think overall? And were you excited going into it? Or since you talk about this stuff so much, is there a natural like fudge? I don't get any fudge college, mom. I don't get any (laughs) natural break. Um, I I don't know if I have any downtime anymore enough to like get perspective
0: anymore. I I think people were really, I think people are still like, um, kind of like beat up with like the Salt Lake city nonsense. We all have like Heather's black eye internally from like dealing with that bullshit. And then also like Potomac was so chaotic this week, um, that people are kind of like, Oh God, Jersey's like such heightened feelings, but I love my garden state goblins. Okay. I love them so much. I'm so happy they're back. I actually find it comforting to watch them. Like it's a show where I don't necessarily have to write a lot of notes because even though they're talking a lot, not a lot gets said. And I appreciate that.
1: I got to agree with you so much in that, like, I was taking notes last night. And it really is a so much easier of a show to take notes on. I mean, there's a lot of behavior also going on. I also immediately we start off at Frieza's 50th birthday thing, a little, little dinner at uh, her new mansion, which is yes. kind of an updated version of her last weird mansion. This looks yeah. like kind of weird in its own ways, just updated. And Louie, who knew Louie? Uh, I mean, we're really... Uh, Normalizing him. He's making the food. He's got his son out there on the grill. He's making the pizzas. Uh, we see his family come in, and Teresa, another just jugular shot of like saying, I finally have the family that I've always wanted to have. And I mean, just another shot. I don't know if she knows she's giving those kind of slams, but it's it's an obvious but I
0: mean, I think that it's it's the truth for her. What she really wishes she had with her brother, she just doesn't. And I think that when later on in the episode when she's talking to Louie about like what it was like growing up with her dad. Right. Like, I Oh my God, that it. was
1: so revealing actually.
0: He was like, yeah, my dad was, you know, angry and he would slam the table and he would throw things. And I was like, bitch, that's you. And then she says, it. she's like, that's <laughs> me. That's how I am. And I don't want to be like that. You know? And then and in the middle of the story, she goes, yeah, he would like get mad. He would throw bread at us. Yeah, that's I, mean.
1: I go, did <laughs> he say, I go, he threw bread at you? You know, go, Hey, take your toast. Yeah. And we all we all love uh her father, and you know, his octopus no, no, ways loved, and hot no, sauce, no. no, no, you know, it really, <laughs> but he was a real person in the sense that, like, yeah, he probably had a hanger issue too, and that got passed down to Teresa. We see it passed down to Joey in a lot of ways. And yeah. you know, their DNA did not give them the head start in learning how to emotionally talk about things without a physical um aspect to that.
0: Yeah, I'm glad that Teresa's in therapy. It looks like I don't think she's ever done therapy before. Well, oh,
1: I want a full hour of that.
0: I that should be the show.
1: Dr. Melfi and uh, uh Tony Soprano. Like that's <laughs> yes. you know
0: Yes, exactly, exactly. We need that. That's all we need. And it's possible that she might be a sociopath, much like Tony Soprano, and she might just be fucking around with the, the therapist. But I actually it's so weird because it's like I don't trust Louie at all. By the way, later on That's what I was gonna ask.
1: Episode. I was gonna ask your opinion of Louie.
0: Okay, I don't trust him at all. He gives me all kinds of bad feelings, but there's that scene when they're like all doing their like uh, Dolores's little like photo shoot calendar, whatever, the charity thing. And Louis takes this picture of him doing a yoga post with a really goofy smile. And it occurred to me that Louis is, Louis is George Santos. If he got his buccal fat removed, buccal buckle fat removed.
1: (sighs) Wait, is it buckle or buccal? I, I, buccal.
0: I don't know. Is it Buccio? I don't know. Wait, is
1: that those Bugles <laughs> chips I like to eat? Is that buckle fat? Am I eating buckle fat? Yeah. Bucal
0: or buckle fat? Would you say it George is.
1: Santos with his buckle or buckle fat, fat removed
0: yeah. and a big tan? And I was like, and supposedly both
1: great liars. A both legend.
0: great. Li- exactly. And I was like, oh, there it is. That's who he reminds me of. Um, Louis gives me really bad feelings, but Louis' mother is a therapist. Louis'
1: sister is like a life coach yeah like, we you all like- talk about our feelings they all talk about the feelings at the table it's lovely it's amazing His and- dad movie's dad does that he
0: does grace and he's like thank you jesus for teresa <laughs> 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 like, jesus. like which is kind well, of amazing
1: you know listen i've talked to a couple of louis uh uh victims Mm -hmm. Uh, you know, in, in, Mm -hmm. and they have, uh, really compelling stories. They have a lot of proof, even though they weren't trying to prove anything to me. Um, uh, and I do not doubt those situations happened. I mean, Mm -hmm. I don't know if this is some sort of long con thing. I don't know. I I mean, like we saw him like in a car, like Teresa, look, look, Teresa, you're not letting March. You're not letting March speak. Teresa, you're not letting March speak. Listen, listen. He's like a Teresa whisperer in a way, I guess my thought is, and what I always ask, like, can people change yeah. can, or, or is he do, do these people, if they have this litter in their past of problematic relationships, do they get to a point where like, I'm happy now and I'm satisfied.
0: Yeah. I I always wanted to believe that people can be rehabbed. Right. Um, but Louis, I don't you, know.
1: You saw that video of him trying to reapp.
0: Oh yeah! Remember when he was
1: like, "I would like to come to you and ask <laughs> you to marry me," and all the like, like just out in the sun, they all look like California raisins out in the sun, and he, like yeah, California like, on the beach. And it wasn't even Teresa; it was like the other like, "I would like to come home. I love you so much." And the guy's like, "Tell her more. Tell her more. Be, be be softer." Yeah, I love you so much, and I'd like to marry you with your permission.
0: <laughs> they all look like they're like going to like a Vin Diesel. Like you know, like a Fast and the Furious like uh, convention, (laughs) they're all gonna wear white tank tops and say "family" over and over again.
1: Fast, Fast and the Furious ten, yeah,
0: yeah. So I mean, Louis. So Louis gives me bad feelings. You know who else gives me bad feelings? Fucking Pauly.
1: Okay, Pauly now is Dolores's new beau, and we finally get to meet him. Now, I will say, I sat next to Pauly. And Pauly's two friends at the Gansvort at BravoCon, like I was just having a martini by myself and all the Jersey people were kind of like, it was like the cool, I told you guys, it was the coolest place because all the Bravo loves were staying there. And i had had like a really crazy first day and Maritza was up getting ready. And I sat there and had a martini and I was like, and Pauly was there and all the Jersey people kept coming in and the Jersey people really are really funny with each other like yeah. marge jackie Ev- evan was like such a goofy funny dude that i could mm-hmm. see why people genuinely get along with that guy but Polly and then Polly had these two friends i think one was like i mean but they kind of seemed a little um taken with celebrity a little bit i, I mean i'm just going like we, we kind of talked briefly but this Polly, he got some did you see like the face work and stuff like he had done knowing he was okay, going to be on the, the show? The veneers,
0: the veneers, the eye filler. Like, I don't know what he has on his face. He looks like Facetune,
1: Like, and he's a bigger dude, but I'm a bigger dude too. Like, I mean like, but like he must've really tried to, to put his, or like, you know, I guess I'm trying to think if I, I were to be on a show, I would probably be really scared, but I thought that was an interesting aspect to this.
0: Now Uh, as a I'm going to give you some word on the street as a person from New yeah. Jersey, okay? Word on the street here is if you think Louie is bad, Polly is a way worse person. No,
1: don't him. say that for real? Yes. That's word on the street?
0: That's the I word. I think you're going to say street.
1: you got back alley uh, uh botox or something like that. <laughs> you got back alley filler, yeah. you know. Yeah. I to put Where I'm going to put was the cement getting truck jobs. in your face. Yeah. <laughs> yeah.
0: Um... <laughs> <laughs> That's funny you said that cuz I think this episode Rachel one of the new girls was like, my mom got Botox and her, her eye was drooping. Yeah. And they were like, where did she go? And they're like, some guy in Paramus.
1: <laughs> yeah, Paramus. I love that. Paramus.
0: Um, yeah, Polly. I didn't know not, that. What does Polly
1: do for guy. a living?
0: Um,
1: I don't Besides know. The Aren't Irish. they all
0: in construction? <laughs> oh,
1: to God. I mean, that's the one. Well, okay. Here's the deal. I like Dolores and Dolores says, I've never, you know, she's gushy over this guy, you guys. And nobody's ever seen her like this. She hasn't even seen herself like this to the point where we finally see Frank get threatened a little bit. Where finally, he's like, what's going on? I, you know, Polly doesn't like me. This is our family. You know, what's going on? You think I'm never going to be able to be in a place with Polly and me? And this is the first time Frank's had to deal with this because he didn't have to deal with this when she was dating David and Frank lives with David.
0: Yeah. I think that one of the funniest things about Dolores this episode was that like this new season is. First of all, her tagline is so silly. I don't think they did taglines this episode, huh? I they think did they not just, do like, taglines yeah, this Yeah, they're not doing taglines first episode anymore. But her tagline is so ridiculous. It's something like about her pot of gold. I was like, don't make this man your tagline. Like, don't do that, Dolores. But the funniest thing about it is that like in her, like, you know, like opening vignette or whatever, it, like she's talking about her new pot of gold. Frank is right behind her. Like, I just, also another thing to know about Dolores and Frank is that their, their relationship was very much not the way that they're showing it on the show until they got on the show. Their relationship, like, I think Bravo saw Frank and Tanya and was like, we need this man on the show. Dolores is going to come on the show and then we have a way to get this man on the show. Right. And I think like, like what, so really weird, the girl who waxes me grew up with Dolores and her kids. Um, which is like so So wait, wait.
1: So while she's waxing you, you guys are talking Jersey?
0: Yeah, she's like told me about Dolores' like plastic surgery and stuff. Um, Amazing, amazing. Um, but she said that like Dolores and Frank did not talk at all until the show started. Like they were like cordial, but they were not the way that they're showing up where like, oh yeah, like Frank is just you know, uh living with David. Like all that stuff like didn't really happen until the show started. Which by the way, do you remember the season where like Frank had this like mysterious injury where his like calves exploded or something. Yeah, well, David,
1: didn't David take care of him? Yeah, like his (laughs)
0: thighs exploded. And I'm like, that man got his knees busted in because he owed somebody money. Like, oh my god, and I was like-
1: Listen, you're from, (laughs) I I don't, I I could really see him having a gym injury because he's like, he owns a gym. He's working at a gym. Like, well, shit. I mean, at the end of this episode, you guys, he has a bowel issue. Like, it's it's such a bowel (laughs) issue where they're like- He cannot. He has not been. By the way, she goes. He's not been able to have a poo in twelve hours. You know, and I'm like, (laughs) so what, man? Sometimes people will go days. Like, what are you talking twelve hours? Like, that. Like, consider yourself lucky. Like, why are you thinking that's an issue? Like, she's like
0: a colostomy bag is something he might need. Like, she's very casual about it.
1: Twelve hours ain't nothing. Like, I mean, like. Also, if I didn't poo for 12 hours, I'd be like, this is a good day. Like there's yeah, also what's 12 going more on hours with, in the day.
0: What's going on? Well, I guess we know why their bodies look the way they do, because apparently they're having more frequent poops than
1: a normal well, person should. But also, I mean, still between I'm still hung up. You guys know on Coach Shaw's anal fissure that, uh, <laughs> that Jen Shaw had to <laughs> escape the clutches of the Homeland Security. And then Coach went on national TV. It was like, that's true. There was something wrong with my anus and
0: uh i can't believe i forgot about that she's like his ass is bleeding out
1: (laughs) by the way this is what pisses i want i I say that to the listeners all the time it's like i don't i need i need i don't even receipts like but i want actual doctor's receipts from here on out i want i want want a receipt that says anal fissure i want the (laughs) like if these things really happen i want to know because these people now are just proven liars until i see some sort of documentation on any of this yes Um, yes So, uh, yeah, Joey and Melissa in terms of there's not tons. It's the same thing. You guys, it's the same thing as it's been for like the last four seasons. We're already starting off in this place where, uh, you know, they had found out that Melissa wasn't going to be in the wedding. Melissa gave a long text exchange to Teresa. And then months later, Teresa responded, inviting, uh, Melissa and Joey to her 50th birthday party on an Island with her good friends. But it was like two months later.
0: Now, did you see the text this released
1: online? I don't think I did yet today. Why? What all right. Did? Well,
0: Teresa was like, fuck you, bitch, you're lying. Sent all the texts out. I don't know to whom, but now they're all over the internet. And there was tons of correspondence between them. In from- between
1: the two months. Yes. Oh, okay. Cause she made it seem like that message was sent and then two months later.
0: No. Cause Melissa be lying. You know how she is. She sucks. This See, is but, why I will never but, support Melissa Gorga because she always fucking, she chooses to tell like half truths, right? Like
1: she'll, but, but, okay. But then the, the, the job of the show is to tell the full truth. And that's yeah. why I don't like, I to me then blame the show. Like, and also in the day and age where we have social media and posting receipts, I just feel like these shows aren't doing their due diligence and going, okay, how can this be poked story? Like, Bravo has a credibility problem. I mean, reality shows in general have a credibility problem, but don't put that on the first episode and then me actually feel one way and then the next day reveal all of these other text messages in between because it ruins the narrative for the entire season for all of us.
0: Now, I hope that that happens. Like, I hope that that comes up in conversation later on in the season where Melissa is like, oh, I texted you and you never texted me back, blah, 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 all this stuff. And then Teresa can literally whip out her phone and be like, what are you talking about? Right? I do think that in one of the texts that came out, and I think we even showed it on the show, Melissa said herself, I texted her and I said, it's totally fine. I'm not in the wedding. It's fine. It's not a big deal. Like, we're done. Melissa has already said, I'm fine with me not being in your wedding. The only person who is mad about it is Joe. Like, Joe Gorga is the only person who is upset. She showed me, she
1: showed me what she thinks of our family. She shows me what she thinks of all of us. Like, doesn't even say hi to her at the roller skating rink. And, you know, Teresa has that confused, like, what's going on?
0: Yeah. Like, I think, you know, say what you will about Gia Judice, but she has her uncle's number last season when she called him a hypocrite and said, like, you're full of shit. Don't talk to me that way. Like she, Teresa has a lot of things, but she's raised pretty good kids and I mean, I have issues with Gia because she has on social media made really dumb remarks in the past. So it is what it is. But
1: didn't Gia just get a job uh, in like um, immigration, immigration, (laughs) (laughs) which, by the way, is I mean, but you think about it like, well, that's probably her dad, you know, has an immigration like he's not allowed to be over here any longer. So. You know, there's like a meaning behind that. And I was like, I'm curious what firm she has an immigration job for, but
0: I, I don't know, but um it is hilarious. But you know, much like Meadow Soprano, a child of a crook who ends up wanting to be in law, it makes sense.
1: I mean, it really is fascinating if you look at it from kind of this uh, cr- uh I don't want to say that. Um anyway, so <laughs> Joey and Melissa, the same thing. I also like at the beginning, there's like this uh we see the little, the little boys, Gino and, you know, and, and Gino can squat 280 now and stuff. And, yes, um, jacked. and, uh, their daughter wants a new car for her, uh, her birthday. Cause she's going to be what? 17 soon. Is that right?
0: Yeah. Yeah. I think that they always try to show the Gorga kids, but those kids always get cut out of the season. I always feel yeah. so bad for them.
1: Well, I will say, though, there was one comment that she said about her brothers saying that uh, I don't want to drive them to school, mom. They smell. And I was like, I really could smell in that moment. The Gorgas. I was like, those kids probably <laughs> do smell like I was like, they probably just really like to smell just like there's like a, a gorga funk, you know, and I'm, I don't mean with the women, but the male Gorgas. It's like it just the oil like and
0: vinegar on top of like a good hoagie.
1: And they're picking up 280 pound things. And it's just like just oozing this gorga so ooze. Gross. Um, what do you think about, uh, you know, uh, Margaret's and, and Joe Benigno, which by the way, they do the calendar at the end, you guys, and Joe's got a little male punch on him, which I like, and they're making fun of him in the motorcycle jacket, which I thought was hysterical. But what do you, what do you think of Margaret?
0: Okay. I Margaret drives me crazy, but nobody could ever doubt the love between Joe, Joe Benigno, teeny tiny Joe Benigno, little Joey. And uh, Margaret, those two fucking yeah. love each other. Yeah. Those two love the shit out of each other. That's her yeah. man. Like that is her like man that, yeah. through and through. So I- You kind of,
1: that's I, another I like thing. I like how Jersey women or the Jersey women on the show really kind of their men are- there's like a really unique relationship they have a lot, or even like we were talking about earlier with Danielle calling her dude, like my king, my king came up to me, although he at a club and said, you know, I will, I will, uh, please give me the opportunity of making your life, uh, all your dreams come true for the rest of your life. And she's like, and he did, he did my king, you know?
0: Yeah. Like, I mean, listen, I, I don't, I will never call my husband, my king. Cause fuck that. But I, <laughs>
1: I mean, wow. if that's
0: if that I mean, I I'll tell this is on record.
1: Valentine's Day is right around the corner.
0: <laughs> Lucky for him, 13 yeah. years together. Um, no, I I think it's cute. It's very jersey. It's like very traditional values that they love. The only time I don't like it is when it takes over a little bit to misogyny, right? Like when it goes over to being like, oh, what is your husband not a man? Why is he acting like a pussy? Like they'll say stuff like that. And
1: yeah.
0: I'm like, you know, what's here. Um It cracks me up that uh, Margaret doesn't quite see, and this is more so what happened last season, but they did kind of talk about it this episode when that new girl, Rachel, was calling Jennifer a hypocrite. And I was like, you don't know what hypocrite means. They're giving Jennifer a hard time about her giving Margaret such a hard time for being a cheater when her husband is a cheater. And I was like, why are we still talking about this? Those are two completely different things. Jennifer's husband cheating on her is about her husband. Margaret cheating on her husband is about Margaret because it's they're the cheaters. Like, I don't understand why that is still yeah. so hard for people to understand. But the reason why these women don't get it is because they're like swimming in misogyny in the culture <laughs> that they live in. You know
1: what I well, mean? We will be back to this conversation in just one moment, but I wanted to take the time to talk about our sponsor this week. And this week we are sponsored once again by our friends, over at BetterHelp. When do you guys feel like you're your best self? For me, it is uh, when I podcast. Uh, it's when I work out. It's when I cross things off a list, and it's when uh, when I talk to people about issues that I'm having. After each one of those things, I feel some sense of relief. I feel a little bit more like myself, and it actually makes me feel really good at the end of the day. And when you're at your best you can do great things because kind of great things have this habit of just building. It's kind of this pebble that goes down a hill and it just builds up steam and picks up pace and just builds and builds and builds. But sometimes life gets you bogged down and you may feel overwhelmed or like you're not showing up in the way that you want to. You're not building on anything. So working with a therapist, it can help you get closer to the best version of you. Because when you feel empowered, you're more prepared to take on everything that life throws on you. Um, I will say uh, I've benefited from therapy in so many ways. It, it's uh, You guys know from listening, if you've listened for a minute, uh, where I have a lot of fear. I have a lot of fear in uh, the unknown. I have a lot of fear of putting one foot in front of the other. And I have to learn on a daily basis to get up and start doing things to uh, to be able to move forward and to be able to get out of my head. Because sometimes the thoughts in my head, if they stay in there, it doesn't help. But if I can talk to somebody, if I can get that out, if I can have somebody hear what I'm thinking about or what I'm going through, and they're able to talk with me about that, there is no downside. Uh, sometimes it is the hardest thing to do though, right? It is the hardest thing to do to get out of your head or to make that one call or to sign up for something that could potentially help you because that is scary, that is unknown, but trust me, it really does work. Um, It's helpful for learning positive coping skills and how to set boundaries. It empowers you to be the best version of yourself. It isn't just for those who have experienced major trauma. In fact, a lot of times you don't want to wait till you have to experience major trauma. You want to get your toolkit set now. You want to build that foundation now. So when everything does go south, you have a way of working through things. So if you're thinking of giving therapy a try, and I really think everybody should, BetterHelp is a great option. It's convenient. It's convenient. It's flexible, it's affordable, and it's entirely online. And I love the online part because that's a big excuse of like oh, I don't want to go drive someplace and all that. But this is like okay, well you can do it online. Oh damn, how do I get out of it now? <laughs> all you have to do is fill out a brief questionnaire to get matched with a licensed therapist, and you can switch therapists at any time for no additional charge. That benefit right there is very important because um, I've had other therapists even before BetterHelp where I didn't completely um, uh, jive with it. It wasn't, and, and and you don't need to be made feel, you don't need to be made to feel guilty about that at all because it's something that you just you're you're working on being a, a better version of yourself so i love that this is in there that you can switch therapists with no additional charge so if you want to live a more empowered life therapy can get you there visit betterhelp.com slash so bad today to get 10 percent off your first month that's b-e-t-t-e-r-h-e-l-p.com slash so bad um I think this is so important. If you're looking to just make one small step, just go look this up. Just put in betterhelp.com slash so bad and just go from there. See what you see. I think Jennifer does not do herself any favors, like I said, in this first episode, because I think a lot of her feelings with Bill in that situation still are tied up into Dolores. Now, all of a sudden, all of this anger, all of this, like, you know, like, you're not a good friend. You're not like, it's like you want to be yelling at your husband. That's who you want to be yelling at. Like you, she, that reveal last season took a lot. I mean, just sure. It took a huge hunk of her heart um, to have that revealed because we know she didn't want that revealed. but then it kind of, I don't think it weakened her, but I think in her mind it weakened her. And so now she's picking weird, wild fights that I don't think really have anything. She could have easily pulled Dolores aside and said, I miss our friendship.
0: Yes. I
1: don't know who's to blame here, but I hope that we can, because I miss you and I need you. As yes. a friend, I've gone through a really rough year Instead of doing bullshit of like, you know I think she put a curse on me I think she put, and my mom thinks I've been cursed yes. And I bet it's Dolores And I'm like, really? You think yes. it's Dolores that cursed That's
0: me? a thing And even her like avoiding Dolores at all those parties It's because she's fucking scared of Dolores Let's be fucking honest here Because yes. Dolores will kick her ass, right? But if then to go plead your it.
1: case drunkenly With everybody else in the room yes. We've seen that on reality shows too That doesn't work And you make yourself look like a kook And then Jennifer just pops up. Off and sometimes her pops offs are entertaining, like you know, like oh yeah, I look you up in the encyclopedia, blah blah blah. And I'll see, you know, like <laughs> Miriam Webster. Or- when she yeah, pulls Miriam, Miriam Webster, Webster
0: into the the conversation, it is over for you, okay?
1: Yeah, I. But, but you know, d- Bill's having to pull her away, yes. and Bill Bill knows still that he, you know, they, they don't have this picture perfect life, which nobody does. But I just felt it was such a a miscalculation to go after Dolores continually. And Dolores is like, I don't have time for this. I don't literally, I don't have time for this. I'm happy.
0: I mean, Jennifer is the queen of you're. you have a point, but you are arguing it wrong. Like she is always like so close to being right. And then her delivery is shit. It always happens every single time. I mean, even this whole fight, her biggest issue is Dolores called me a cunt. (laughs) <laughs> her issue is that Dolores called her a cunt, and she thinks that Dolores owes her an apology for calling her a cunt. So instead, she just kind of like avoids her, and then eventually she lashes out and she ends up calling Dolores a cunt.
1: Yeah, I don't think she realizes it too. And you know, and also talk about ownership is like. You know, Dolores, I did something for her. I let my husband be in her calendar. You know, like I I yes, like, I exactly. like this like I let this happen with my husband being in your calendar and I yes. thought that was an interesting thing about like, you know, I I'm Bill's manager all of a sudden. Um also, did you notice that we had a really like brief cameo from Tracy and Tiki Barber in this episode <laughs> at the roller <laughs> yes. skating
0: rink? we could never it was it was a little bit better than her getting cut out completely from the reunion last year um but i could never remember her name so i just we just called them tiki and kiki for the longest time last year cuz we were like i don't know who the hell they are like i know tiki barber but i don't know his wife yeah they they showed up it was like between them and jackie it was. It made me sad. I was like,
1: oh, look at you guys. Oh, yeah. So, I mean, Jackie, I want to get to in one sec, but the Tiki thing, I I always cracked crack up because I think last season you saw the realization on Tiki Barber's face of what show he was on all of a sudden. Like, <laughs> I was like, oh, yeah, my wife's doing this thing. It seems like it's going to be fun. And then he's like, wait a sec, what are we doing? What are we on? Are we on the, wait a sec, I have an actual career. I can't be doing this. And because uh, you saw him like with the guys kind of just confused a lot. But Jackie, I will say, is my biggest disappointment for not having the continuation of her storyline. Listen, at the end of last season, talking about her ED, the way she did the entirety of the season, whether you like her or not, I think it was a very brave move. And she admitted, you know, that that she was going through something. And then all of a sudden she pops up on this as a friend of, and we do not get any kind of, where are you? Are you okay? What's going on? How is everything?
0: Are you okay? I would love to know Jackie's okay it did make me sad for her that she had to like fight with that girl, Rachel, who is like talking was to Melissa Embarrassing,
1: Yeah. So you're not even talking to me. You're not even including me. You're not even looking at me, you know? Oh and I was God. like, Oh
0: no, Jackie, you're better than that. I know. I felt But bad At the her. same
1: time I was thinking about that. Like how do you move forward being a housewife and then all of a sudden not being asked back, but being asked back as a friend of, I mean, that's a huge blow to your ego. And I, I, I had had a brief conversation with her at BravoCon, and I said, I just thought that was actually really amazing, uh, that you were able to talk about all of this stuff. And I think that was just, I think that's gotta be really inspiring for a lot of people. And she said, she goes, yeah, and look what good it did me. I'm not, I'm a friend, oh, you know, God. Like, and I thought, and I, and she wasn't like, she, she was like a very real moment. And that yeah. moment just like stuck with me of like, damn, I'm like, okay. So we beg these people to share. Here's somebody sharing something very real. know, Because the comments, if she had not shared that, will be like, oh, that girl's dealing with an ED, that girl's da-da-da-da-da. But she did share it. And I I wonder what the decision process was behind that of like, well, that's about as far as we can go with with Jackie's storyline, even though we like Evan a lot.
0: Yeah, I know. We love to drool over Evan, but like the best we're going to get out of that is just Evan. I mean, I felt bad for Jackie. And I do think that, I think that personally, as a person who has also struggled with an ED for most of my life, The way that Jackie actually talked about her disorder last year was so amazing because she highlighted the fact that a lot of her habits, a lot of the things that she did are things that, not to go on a tangent about diet culture, but those are things that we like, especially for women, especially for millennial women It's stuff that we have all been raised to think is completely normal and healthy ways of doing things, measuring foods and calorie counting and reviewing menus and eating something before you go out. So you don't eat a lot when you're out. All that shit is really, really bad. And it's really, really toxic. And that's the stuff that Jackie was talking about outside of the fact that she had other more severe parts of her eating disorder. I thought it was so good because if you go and watch any of the other franchises, they all fucking do it. Miami every single week they talk about something like this on Miami about like, I'm eating too much. I'm eating too little. I shouldn't. Oh, I mean, it. listen,
1: we got a meme yet last week of Marisol and Alexia, you know, getting the fat shot, getting those epic shots. Yeah. <laughs> you know, they, and they're, they couldn't get their pants off quick enough. Like it was, yes. it was wild.
0: Exactly. So I, I know I'm, i was bummed about that too. I hope that, um, I hope Jackie just takes it to Instagram and tells her, us what's up.
1: I do, but I, I, I imagine the psychology even that of like trying to play ball with Bravo, trying to remain in their good yeah. graces, trying to, and and that's the always like if I ever have any of those people on, I really am try to wary of like I don't want them to hang themselves further down the line. Like you yeah. want to provide an entertaining show for people, but at the same time, I'm hyper aware of like I don't want to, you know, that's the thing to get easy downloads and stuff is like say something really controversial, or get the guests to say something controversial, but that can only go so far, I think, you know, and it screws them in the long run.
0: Yeah. And I hope that like that doesn't impact her feelings about herself because a lot of an ED is how you treat yourself. It's a self-destructive behavior because you don't think that you're good enough. And so I hope that Jackie, this hasn't made her spiral. I hope she's okay.
1: Yeah. Um, Would you buy the, uh, the sexy men's calendar that they worked on yesterday? I would download it. (laughs) (laughs) Guys, I would get off LimeWire if they do calendar, sexy calendars on LimeWire, I would potentially torrent. I would do I a would, torrent of it. It would yeah. risk.
0: I would risk a virus on my laptop. With a <laughs> by the way,
1: well, it would be a virus on your. Laptop. <laughs> by the way, I, Jersey also will not ever. They do not. They do not have a homoerotic joke that they they don't like. There's always oh like God. Joe with the hot dogs on the grill. I mean, these guys love wiener jokes they love
0: i just i wish that joe gorga would just suck a dick because he really wants to he talks about it every single time and there's nothing wrong with that my dude like just do it it's great
1: (laughs) (laughs) um so i guess i think nicole i'm sorry danielle is somebody that i'm really excited to see where she goes from here yeah the family dynamic i love those two kids um did we get a real beat on i guess the other lady's name is nicole correct nicole is it Rachel, the other- <laughs> Rachel's God, Rachel, Rachel Nicole no, is need, one of them that need, I
0: No, we need their name tags and we need their name tags. All oh, the yeah, Rachel's
1: time. husband's the lot dressed like the lumberjack for the calendar. And yeah. that was a great moment was that he was like, He's a professional model, he used to be an actor, <laughs> he was on Law and Order. I'm like, Lloyd, if you're an actor, that's not a model, like, and also, I've never liked professional models, it's not like the feeder system into Law and Order.
0: Yeah, also his professional modeling picture was him inside of like a very ornate Italian
1: kitchen. It was a dude that that troll from the editor was great and also but also when he did the sexy calendar shoot he manicured his beard in such a way that it looked like a backstreet <laughs> boy that like got lost in a mascara factory. Like it was so I had to re, I had to stop it and go what the fuck is going on with that guy's and like I'm always looking to like how to darken my beard and stuff like that and this guy just went Like just an ink pen exploded all over his face. It was wild.
0: (laughs) And you went to the barber and he said, sharpen up my lines.
1: Yeah, But it was all line. It was amazing. Uh, All these girls. And yeah. Can I say about that girl
0: though, Rachel? Yeah. How do you feel about a housewife being born in the nineties? Okay. I don't know. Feel about it. I don't,
1: I I don't really super give a shit except for it then makes the other women feel weird. And, you (laughs) know, it's like, it's like now we're we're in, it's like when 90210 did a reboot and they had like Kelly and Donna be the teachers at the school. And yeah. that's when it gets weird of like, yeah. okay, just decide which direction you're going or try to make it like, try to make the relationships. It was like when Leah was on Real Housewives in New York and everybody kind of complained about like, it was weird. It was like all of a sudden like, well, why don't we see Leah's like, why don't we see Kat Marnell and Azalea Banks on Roni? You know, all of a sudden we're just ha- expecting Leah, a girl in her thirties to hang out with Ramona and Sonia like yeah. naturally.
0: Yeah, I mean, I, I can see somebody being in their early 30s and maybe being friends with um, Melissa Gorga, because that's like a 10-year age difference. But her being like, yeah. I was born in 1991 really took me out. And I'm, I'm not that much older than her. I was born in 1985. But like, I was still like, ooh, stop it. Like, if you were in high school where you were watching Housewives, I don't think you get to be on the show.
1: <laughs> well, I mean, I love that rule. I mean, I think if we do get, I mean, I would love a I would love a constitution for Bravo, like an actual <laughs> rules, and then you pass amendments and things like that. If we want to amend things, like I just, I want the receipts to be a part of it. I want like yes. you have to have some. You have to have an eighty. Your show has to pass an eighty percent truth telling. You know, like I want the show to be eighty percent true, and you can fudge twenty percent with entrances and exits. The the um, Rachel thing didn't bother me too much, also because. I didn't think she looked insanely young. I thought yeah, that's, you know, I didn't, I didn't think she was like, I was like, <laughs> what's that little girl doing there? I mean, no offense to her. She, she looked pretty, but I didn't think of her as like, so, you know, her telling me that told me more than what I would have seen.
0: Yeah. Of I would have assumed she was like, you know, my age, like in her late thirties or early forties, like, and which is really sad for her. Um, and also, you know, People should be able to do whatever work they want on their faces, but just uh, be cautious because sometimes you can look old. Look at Lala Kent. Sorry.
1: I mean, La- <laughs> Lala's a really interesting thing. I mean, you remember back in the day on Snapchat where she would be sucking on a bottle cap because she heard it gave you like bigger lips. Yes. I remember, I don't know if I just made that up in my mind. Um, as we start wrapping up here, uh, I do want to, what did you think of uh, Mar Margaret going over to Teresa's and them kind of having you know, it was the two guys, two girls, and Teresa was trying to apologize. Uh, and I mean, Mark, you know, to her credit, she was like, you know, she wasn't like bowing down backwards for Teresa. She brought up the Joey and Melissa thing. She, you know, I think she said something about Louis, like, oh, four bitches in your house, like in regards to all the daughters.
0: Uh, yeah, I was like, Margaret, just shut the fuck up, will you? Um, Here's the thing about Margaret. Uh, Like I said earlier, she drives me crazy, but... You know, Margaret knows where her bread is buttered. She knows that this is going to be a Teresa season. She knows that Teresa is getting married. There's going to be a lot. She wants to be invited to that wedding. She wants to be where the people are, in the words of Ariel. Um, but she, <laughs> like, she, you know, she. I feel like she is playing the game really well. She's like, all right, if I have to come in here with my tail between my legs and talk to Teresa and whatever, I think it's nice. But I also think it was really big of Teresa to be like. I flipped on a Margaret and I don't like the way it made me feel. I was like, look at that. That's growth. Also, it like, was. To go- I, I, I do. I, yeah. I will give
1: her credit for that moment. Yeah.
0: I feel like there is like, like I said, I don't like Louie. He gives me bad feelings, but there is definite growth that I'm seeing with Teresa of her ability to say, I don't like the way that I reacted in a different situation. And I think that I should just have a one-on-one with this person and resolve it. So I really liked it. Um, did you know think Margaret also has a friend of this season?
1: Are, are you talking about, is it, was it Tracy, the, her employee? No, yeah, no, no, you're right. Her friend, her funny friend. She said her, it was hysterical. Her,
0: her funny friend. She was, was the one that said
1: her mom had weird bots. No, uh, that was Rachel, cups,
0: right? It's fine. Oh, you can't tell them apart. God. Now this one looks like um the one from Real Houses of New York a couple of seasons ago. God, her name was just in my head. The one who bejazzled. No, nope. she went to Morocco and she got into a fight about hangers. Jesus Christ, it's going to drive me crazy. What's her name? What's her name?
1: I'm literally Morocco Roni Vajazzled. Uh, Roni Vajazzled lady.
0: Oh, my God. Um, That
1: actually comes up as a search. Cindy Barshop. Uh, Sandy Barshop. Cindy
0: Barshop. That lady looked like Cindy Barshop. I was like, wait a minute. What's Cindy Barshop doing here in New Jersey? Um,
1: And she had a little little, uh, funny moment at the roller skating rink. I think yeah. talking about breaking her butt uh, roller skating that roller skating though. I can, uh, I, I have bad knees. And I, every time I see roller skating now in a show, I get really, I'm like, Oh, I would hurt myself so bad at any of those parties. Um, overall we end the episode with it to be continued, but also this actually widens up to a conversation more about Bravo in general is that we already know how the season ends. Yeah. Like we know that, the wedding happens, and Joey and Melissa don't go because yes. we've done all of that already in this uh, in social media. Like we have yeah. already lived this.
0: Now, Joe, when did when did Teresa get married? Like midsummer or early summer? I don't know.
1: Dude, it could be net last month for all I know. Like I, everything doesn't even, I don't know time anymore. I know we're I'm, close to Christmas. I don't,
0: I, cause I know that Jersey films pretty much from Memorial Day to Labor Day. They get the summer filming schedule in Jersey. Um, cause you do a lot of like shore stuff. They'll usually do a trip. So I feel like Teresa got married late July or early August. You know what? It was July. And you know why I know that, Ryan? Because why? when, when Ramona, accidentally leaked teresa's wedding invitation and everybody found out where her um oh, where yeah. her <laughs> rehearsal dinner was going to be her rehearsal dinner was going to be at rails which is my favorite <laughs> restaurant <laughs> yeah so i had made reservations to go to rails that day i was like i'm gonna run into those bitches but then she changed <laughs> it she actually changed it to a restaurant called the high lawn which is in my town the town that i live in um and i did not run into her there i could have very well just like driven there for a nice
1: dinner with my family but uh this yeah rails sounds it, amazing all the plugs are giving it too i, I feel know. like you should get a gift certificate to rails
0: no we've done so a couple of like us brought like a couple of people here that have become friends through like the watch of crappens community we we did a um uh wrote like a houses of jersey premiere night once at rails and it was like really nice like we all like got together and like watched the premiere together and then of course because it's a jersey establishment Rails overcharge, like they double charge the person. <laughs> <laughs> I was like, This is so jersey.
1: Rails, nice. You got railed by
0: rails. Um, this, <laughs> this episode is brought to you by rails.
1: <laughs> well, I, I, but I just think I'm. Like, the whole thing was, like, it's kind of anticlimactic, this series, this season, because we already know how the season ends. I guess it's just trying to well, fill in the blanks of how we get there even more.
0: Well, so my question is more so, like, is the wedding going to be the end of the season, or is the wedding going to be the middle of the season? Like, is the wedding going to be the mid-season trailer?
1: But when wasn't the wedding also doing, it was going to have its own series? I heard it was, like, a three-episode series as well. So my thing is, does Jersey end... And then they do the Teresa and Louis little three episode series that I heard they were doing, or Mm. did they make it? That's the surprise, I think, you know, and also, of course, we're going to get the Melissa cheating rumor, which leads to them not going to that. But my thing is, why do we know any of this stuff? Like, that's the frustrating thing is everybody's ability to not be being able to keep a lid on storylines. It's just making everything so meta because I feel like shows like ours or the social media show is now so much more entertaining and almost well-researched than the actual shows itself.
0: Yeah, I do wish that like, I don't know, I feel like maybe it would take it out, uh, take some of the reality out. But I wish that before they started filming shows, right, I wish that they would go to each person that's on the cast and be like, so what do you have going on? what are we going to talk about this year? Right. And like, at least just get an idea from them and see whether or not it's interesting and just take it from there. I know there's producers on set who probably do a little bit of that also, but yeah, I think the social media stuff definitely messes things up, but with Jersey social media is one thing, but seeing these lunatics yell at each other is a whole other thing, which is always entertaining. So even though I know the Melissa rumors are going to come up, even though I know that Joe and Melissa don't go to the wedding, all that shit. I'm still excited to see it all play out.
1: Yeah. I mean, that's that you're right. It's like seeing, uh, seeing one of your favorite bands or a band that you loved in high school and you've kept listening to them again and again. It's like, you know, yeah, everybody might not be into it the same way you are, but those songs meant something to you someday. So you're going to keep supporting them on tour, even supporting their new albums, even though they're not as good as their old albums, but you're going to keep there. And hopefully there's moments or flashes of brilliance where you're like, this is why this thing made me feel so good. This is what I really love about. And, And hopefully you get a handful of those moments because I think all of these people I mean, we don't love them, but we really like a lot of these people and some of these people are legends in reality shows. So there is that kind of entertainment value that will always be there no matter what happens. I'm just wondering now for the sake of all Bravo, you were just talking about getting together beforehand. It's like Robin saying, oh, well, you know, that was before the season we already figured it out. It's like, everybody's always saying, oh, well, I had this piece of information on them and I chose to bring it. It's like before the season, everybody needs to sit with the producer and the producer goes, hey, what all the information do you have right now from the blogs? What do you have from this? Yeah, what do you have? Yeah. Just tell me everything you know. So if you bring it out in filming, we will be prepared for it. Uh, because it seems like these people now are like sitting on information. They're waiting yeah. for the right time to pop it. Yeah, uh, I don't know. It's frustrating.
0: It is frustrating. I, I will say that I genuinely, in terms of Jersey, I genuinely want good for Teresa Judice. Like I, I, I'm not a tree hugger, but I genuinely care about this woman's well-being. I do. I, I think that she has been a monster. I think that she's got a lot of issues. Like we said, there's some misdiagnosis perhaps in her life that could have been prevented. Um, but I think that I genuinely want good for her. I don't give a shit about Joe Gorga and Melissa. Gorga, <laughs> And I will say if they were no longer on the show, I think the show would still be great because there is enough stuff happening between like Dolores and Jennifer and like the relationships with the other women that are interesting enough where we don't constantly need this Joe and Teresa are fighting against Shit, Like, yeah. I just don't care. And again, I don't even know if Teresa cares that much about that. I think that Joe Gorga knows that that's, That's where his bread is buttered is by fighting with his sister.
1: Well, I mean, we'll definitely see how it plays out. Uh, It's it's, uh, I mean, I'm kind of exotic because Vanderpump rules is tonight and then we have Mm -hmm. summer house next week. You Mm -hmm. are a fan of Vanderpump rules, right? You are going to be watching it. Yes. What do you, what do you expect out of this season or do you go into seasons now, not expecting anything from any of these shows?
0: You know, one thing about Vanderpump rules is I've been kind of checked out in the social media space of theirs. Like I know obviously that, um, tom and katie are getting divorced and then like whatever was in the
1: trailer wait what happened wait wait what yeah the man who's not been on social media at all wait what's going
0: on i know can you imagine Um,
1: the people that walk right out the street not knowing any of this stuff and they're like they broke up are you kidding me i
0: know i i told somebody recently who had like stopped watching banner pump rules i was like by the way sheena got sheena got engaged the same weekend as james like I remember telling them that and they were so blown away and it made me laugh because I was like, you know, when you're watching the show, you're like laughing and thinking it's so ridiculous, but you like kind of watch it and then you forget. But then when you share that piece of information to a person who hasn't watched that show in a long time and you see their face, you're like, damn, that is entertaining. Like, that is really funny that she did that, you know, um, but with Vanderbilt Rules, I'm actually going in just hoping to watch these scumbags be scumbags.
1: Are you going to cover it on your show?
0: Absolutely. I'm going to cover it on my show.
1: Are you going to continue to cover Jersey? What's the, I guess, Potomac's yeah. wrapping up. We've got a two part reunion, uh, potentially a third if Robin does an interview. I don't know. I don't, I don't know. know if I care. No. I feel like I've seen the reunion already. Uh, so, what will you be cover- I mean, Family oh, Karma is going to wrap yes. up their season so pretty soon. Right in- now.
0: Yeah. Right now, we're doing Family Karma, Potomac, obviously Jersey, Salt Lake City, um, and Miami and uh now the salt lake city is gone we're gonna we're gonna do starting from next week or actually starting from this week. we're going to do Pump rules summer house jersey potomac miami and um and some non-reality stuff whatever well
1: is i mean we're good. we're obviously gonna see each other on the playing fields out there we Re, recap i mean like that's the funny thing i like i mean everybody uh i love hearing people's different takes on these things and different opinions i think there's room for uh every opinion that's why i don't really even with the teresa and melissa thing i'm like i don't know if i hate passionately either one i like kind of every i don't like them particularly but yeah i don't want teresa to fail i want good things for teresa the only thing that scares me in my gut is that like how does the louis stuff factor in because how is somebody so wrong for all of these other women but this one is different that's the part that keeps scaring me it doesn't keep me up at night but it's that kind of thing of like wait a sec there's no, I I just that's the distrust in me. And it's actually liking Teresa that I even give a shit to begin with. Um, so Teresa's that's the only our
0: anti-hero. That's who she is. She's our anti-hero. I mean, generally,
1: she's for good or bad. That's who she is. Yeah. She doesn't, she's not um keeping herself at bay. But also that thought of like, do you think she's potentially too big for this show? Like, I always think that like. Nobody should be bigger than the show itself. It's like, well, I don't want Bethany Frankel to ever come back at this point because she thinks the show needs her and she's bigger than the show. When I don't I think the show always needs to be the top dog.
0: Yeah, I think that Teresa doesn't think that she's bigger than the show, but I think she knows that she's essential for the show. Yeah. I am and I think that the show is essential for her. And I think that's the difference between somebody like Bethany and somebody like Teresa. Bethany doesn't need Roni, right? Teresa needs Real Houses of New Jersey because she has all her stuff going on, but I think she needs this show because that's her identity at this point. She's been doing the show for so long, um, but it also breaks my heart because like on Ultimate Girls Trip, what I learned about Teresa is that she almost once filming starts for this show, for Real Houses of New Jersey, when she's around these people, like she almost would go into like fight or flight mode, whereas in ultimate girls trip you saw this like sweeter softer side to teresa when she's not surrounded by people who she's worried are trying to take her down so i think now also with like louie with her you know alliance with jen she knows that these people are going to be licking her ass to get to uh, get an invitation for a wedding so i think that this season is going to be a teresa season i'm excited for her in terms of like her thinking she's bigger than a show i don't think so because she's she needs a show
1: Oh my God. That's what I wanted to tell you really briefly as we, uh, I checked out the TV ratings, you guys, Jersey, uh, the ratings from last night came in and they're not great. Uh, they're obviously bigger than salt Lake and things like that, but the ratings last night it got a 0. 0.851 million which is 0. 0.851 million um 0. .25 in the 18 to 49 demo which is the important demo for advertisers but that's not great um the 0. 0.851 just to compare it though real housewives of salt lake city their season 3 average was a 0. 0.618 uh, for the entire season <laughs> <laughs> so it wasn't uh it wasn't great but got a 0. 0.811 in their season finale um, which isn't, you know, so Jersey premier got a 0.851. Potomac got a 0.811. These are just, I believe, the the day after ratings, not the plus seven, which then they put all the seven days and all that stuff. It's just for people that showed up that night to watch. So none of these are spectacular. In fact, if you want to compare it to Below Deck, Below Deck this past week got a 1.21 million. Below Deck slaughtered all of these other shows in the ratings, which just cracks me up to think about. We fight about all this stuff, and Below Deck just kind of skates on through, and there's not so much discourse about it.
0: Yeah, I don't know what it is about Below Deck, but Below Deck's also one of those shows that, like, if you saw, like, I don't have cable anymore. We all just do streaming services now, right? And, like, I think for people who have cable, who have Bravo, Below Deck is also weirdly always on TV. Like, if you put on Bravo at 2 a.m., Below Deck is on. So I feel like that's how they get their, like, viewers maybe. Um, You get, like, sucked in at, like, 2 a.m., like an infomercial, and next thing you know, you're, like, on a deck with
1: Captain Sandy.
0: Um, You know, one thing about me, Ryan, is... I don't understand any of these ratings.
1: <laughs> oh, yeah. It's just like, but but I mean think okay. So think about like I mean think about like, the what's hype. Good? Well, what's I mean, what's good? Think about this. So uh 90 day fiance mm-hmm. has a 3.2 million for oh, Jesus uh, Christ. I mean, even MILF Manor had a 3.1. So Milf that Manor? What, MILF Manor. So what I'm saying is that. The TLC shows get like sometimes four times the ratings of these shows that we argue back and forth so passionately about. And that's why I always say is that, man, like tell your friend, not even about these podcasts that we host, but about these shows themselves, because eventually, you know, I'm like, and then if you look at watch what, what happens ratings, they're even way lower. And you're like, this is wild like even things where you're like that julia fox whitney one from salt lake watch what happens live a couple of weeks ago where i was like well julia fox kind of buzzed about got one of the worst ratings in watch what happens live history and i just i, I think it's so funny the stuff we're so passionate and fight about in reality the world at large doesn't kind of give a shit which i kind of I kind of like that we have our own little thing but at the same time it's funny that we get this passionate about it
0: Well, it's like American football, right? Like we only care about the NFL
1: mostly here.
0: And so it's like our thing that we care about, but like the rest of the world doesn't really give a shit. The rest of the world cares about like soccer.
1: Yeah, and and when you realize the popularity of, I mean, like, listen, they'll go, (laughs) they'll go, I mean, they'll they'll kill a bunch of workers to build a stadium for soccer. That's how important yes, that's it is. Yes, I mean, that's right. They, Correct. But the, the amount of people that watch soccer worldwide, like, you know, it it uh, it dwarfs. I mean, I mean, it it towers over American football.
0: Exactly. So it's like, it's kind of like housewise is that for us. It's like, yes, I know it's like something nobody else really cares about, but the people who care about it really care about it. It's my thing that I get to care about. I don't yeah. mind.
1: Yeah. No, I, I don't mind it. I just think it's like, I, I'm more curious about, the long term like we've gone now over a decade with all of these things how much further can we go without making serious changes because right now I just feel like if these are the ratings we get, maybe that's why sometimes the work isn't put into these shows that I sometimes yeah. really want because they know, okay, we know it's going to get these ratings. We can sell these commercials and advertising instead of really like HBO with the Sopranos, you just watched it, but they would take sometimes two years in between seasons because yeah. they were real. David Chase was really trying to like, I want to be inspired. I want to do something special and something close to my heart. And that would like, they would, HBO would give him that time. Whereas I think Bravo is on a schedule. Now Peacock is involved and these, these are all separate production companies that produce these shows. So it's yeah. not all just one production company.
0: Yeah. Yeah. I mean, I, I maybe we need more time between shows too. I think like, we're just like, it's like one after the other, after the other, it also gets a little bit like exhausting sometimes. Um, I also think it's a very like volatile space sometimes to be on social media, talking oh, about God. housewives. Um, I've like had to, you know, not be on Twitter the night that a show is premiering because people are just, crazy about their fandom i always say that there is no such thing as a like uh, there should be no housewives stands because you should not be supporting these people these are good people we should not be supporting them in that way we should enjoy them we should find them entertaining we can talk about them but the way that people will passionately support a housewife always cracks me up. I'm like, you're going to, you're going to, yeah. this is going to bite you. in the ass.
1: Well, don't but as I said, like, you know, is that we can also change our minds. Like I've not liked yes. Candace for many seasons. And then I liked her this season and I don't like, I'm going like, well, yeah, I thought it was a good season for her. I'm not, I'm not so ingrained in my own personal beliefs or you have to have room to be able to change and kind of go, you know, we change in our real lives. Why can't we yes. change about our, the only thing I think we can all agree on is Lisa Rinna is horrible. I don't yes. think, (laughs) (laughs) well you agree by the way all joking aside you agree though right yes
0: which by the way talk about change for years lisa renna was my problematic favorite i loved her because i thought that she was a necessary component to chaos on a show that didn't have a lot of chaos you needed more chaos and that was lisa renna but
1: now I'm like fuck Lisa Rinna, fuck that lady. No, she was great. Also, the, do you, dude? Her publicist is working overtime, man. Like, just let us let your fans or let your fan miss yeah. you because, like, all of a sudden she was on like E or something. Like, I'm like, dude, chill. I know you have to sell Rinna wine, and you were counting on the show to do that. But chill out for a second. It feels like her publicist is like in like overdrive. I'm seeing her now more than I ever did on the show, and like that's scaring me. Yeah. Um, I hope you know. I need her to have a Ramona like movie or something. Um. <laughs> Nora, uh, tell us more about your podcast. The reality is on four times a week. Uh, everybody's go subscribe right now. You said you're going to cover all of those shows. Anything yes. else uh, that we need to be aware of? Or can we, I mean, we can you, you should be
0: aware of the fact that I don't skirt around like things like politics and stuff. So there's people who don't want to hear that stuff. That's fine. The podcast is not for you. That's okay. But if you like hearing that stuff, you know, I like to talk about a lot of things from a South Asian perspective. So um, my family is Pakistani American. I'm an immigrant. Um I live in Jersey. Like I just feel like I have a very different uh thought process when I watch these shows. I love covering family karma because obviously I have to as a South Asian. I love that stuff. So check that out and then, um, yeah, I do once a week a non- TV episode. We just talked like we talked about the Grammys. we talked about like what happened to Ilhan Omar in the you know in in our government. so, I talk about a lot of different things. Um, I'm everywhere podcasts are heard at The Reality Is Podcast. And um, if you want me on social media, I'm on Twitter and Instagram at The Reality Is Pod.
1: And the best thing you can do for any show uh, that actually is nice enough to come on this show, go rate it five stars on Apple Podcasts and Spotify. You don't get charged for rating a podcast. Uh, but like we also said, if there is something that you don't like, it you know just move on to the next podcast. Um, you, you know, I, I I just think that there's so many podcasts that you will find the one for you. But this has been delightful. I'm so excited that we finally got to talk. Thank you. I know you're sick, so thank you for spending so much time with us. <laughs> I know I go go long, but there's just it's so fun to talk about with new people.
0: I have one question for you ryan yeah i know that you love batman but i know that I you do. also like to make fun of ben affleck a lot too yeah um yeah. what are your thoughts about this rumor going around that apparently he's going to go into directing marvel movies or dc comic movies did you hear no about dc
1: movies so yeah yeah yeah. james gunn we did a whole segment on that. i think kendrick did this with me yeah from yeah. reality and comics too is that uh, they, cause Ben Affleck was supposed to do a solo Batman movie that he was also going to direct. And then Ben was like having some problems with the sauce again. And so he dipped out. Well, and the only reason I know this, is cause Joe Manganiello was going to play Deathstroke. And I knew this because I'm sort of friends with Joe from acting class from way back in the day. And I went over to his house, to interview him for my work, my, I used to work in an acting studio anyways. We were talking and he was showing me all the Deathstroke material he was researching and Ben Affleck had already done camera tests and stuff like this. We did this whole podcast that we could never release because then Ben Affleck removed himself from the project. The project went south and then they went and changed it all up to Robert Patton's and Batman. But now with James Gunn, he's bringing Ben Affleck back into the fold. We're going to see a Ben Affleck cameo in the Flash movie. And supposedly Ben Affleck might not be directing a Batman movie it might be, Bat- I don't know. There, We don't know if he's going to continue to play Batman, but he's definitely going to direct a DC movie, mm-hmm. supposedly. I'm good for that. I like Ben Affleck as a director. I don't, I like Ben Affleck as an actor. I just, I also like Ben Affleck as a meme. I don't dislike Ben <laughs> Affleck. I just, I think you have to, I think it's, he's, he's one of those weird things where I know his talents are good. His interests are in the right place, but the bad side of him is that he also wants to play in this, um, pop culture celebrity game, like still in 20, it still fascinates him. Like Matt Damon doesn't have this kind of shit. Like Matt Damon yes. doesn't care. Like Matt Damon has been with the same woman for a long time. Now he has a family and Ben Affleck does too, but he wants to still be in, he wants to be at these Grammys, even though he's miserable being at them. It's
0: weird. <laughs> very Batman.
1: It's tortured, you know,
0: <laughs> yes. it is very tortured. Like Batman. Exactly. He would rather be somewhere else, but he has to put on his Bruce Wayne, you know, face and, sit out there and do public events and all that shit. Um, did yeah. you like the Robert Pattinson, Batman?
1: I did. I did. I, oh you God. know, I like. but it, I was, it's like being, we were talking about when you're fans of something so intensely since a kid, I was almost more nervous in the theater for the movie than yeah. I was for my enjoyment of the movie. Yeah. I was like hyper aware of people walking <laughs> out. Are they like, cause it was like a three hour movie. I'm like, are they with it still? Are they, are they paying attention? <laughs> are they, You know, because I would read like the comics, it was very close to some of the darker comics and the more detective aspect of Batman. So I was like, are they going to go for this? And I was really thinking that people were going to shit all over it. So I was pleasantly surprised that people appreciated it. But like, I don't think it's ever going to be enough for me. You know, it's never going to ever be like, it's one of those things that I don't know if there could be a perfect Batman movie, but
0: yeah, I really liked
1: it. it. Yeah.
0: yeah, we love to do. My so my husband. It was very nice for me to hear that you're a Batman fan because my husband's like a huge Batman fan. Like, uh, oh yeah, one yeah. of one of our first interactions as like a when we started to get to know each other just as friends was that he put a group of people together to see The Dark Knight, and this is like back when you couldn't uh, reserve seats, so it was in New York City at the IMAX theater, and it was like a big deal because it was an IMAX movie, you know, specifically made for IMAX theaters by Christopher Nolan. And so he had this, like, group of 30 kids line up for, like, hours to see this movie. And I, I got to go see it. Now, like, I grew up watching Batman, too, but, like, not as passionately as, as him. But it's funny to hear you say, like, you you, you were worried about, like, how it's going to be received because that's his thing, too. He's like, I don't know why people don't like this movie. It's so good. And I'm like, I know. I like Robert Pattinson as Batman. I loved it. I, I love it. I mean,
1: I really couldn't complain. I mean, I, I, you know, and and uh, uh, Zoe Kravitz as Catwoman. Oh, so I'm not good. Even, I'm not even a huge Zoe Kravitz fan but I walked out going she was great like I thought everybody was great even like the Riddler guy he's not usually my favorite actor in a lot of things and I thought he was great I thought it was uh, I like when really good people are behind these projects and the director of that Matt Reeves I also loved when Nolan like Dark Knight especially was so I was like wow when they have really smart people directing these films that's why the Ben Affleck Batman didn't really do too much for me too because I tend more to like the realistic Batman none of it's real to begin with but I like when it's more of like how could a real person and do this yeah. instead of like well when batman, batman just, just has slaughtered depression. 40 people. Yeah, yeah, I like when uh, batman
0: has depression. I like when he's on, you know, antidepressants and going to well, therapy.
1: So. Right. I also you also realize that you get older like how so many people deal with death and you know like they have to deal with death <laughs> yeah. everybody and it's like this pussy like had like it just affected him that much where he was like I've got to avenge my, like I'm going, and you know, he's a billionaire. He's all this stuff. And like, he really, that's a psychotic thing if you're playing the reality of that because people would be like, get a good therapist, work through this. Mm -mm. Like, just give all your money to charity. Like try to like, you don't have to personally go out and like fight. So that, that thought as you get older, you start realizing how ridiculous it is. Yeah. But still, it's so much better than Superman still. Yeah. Oh
0: God. Way better than Superman. Always better than Superman. Yeah.
1: Well, we're going to start a new comic podcast you guys watch out, Kendrick. <laughs> so we're we're coming for you. Uh, it is so funny. My interests really do the gamut, but there's not much difference. You guys, I went to Comic-Con, not much difference between comic fans and Real Housewives fans. Yes, a correct. Very, very thin line. So <laughs> uh, this was delightful. You are welcome anytime. If you, you're screaming you screaming so, so many times a week too, but if you ever want to come back on, you are more than welcome. Yes. You guys go subscribe to The Reality Is. I'm sure you already know it, listen to it or already subscribe. But if you don't go check it out now. Uh, thank you so much once again. Thank you, Ryan five okay. four Bye. Betches